The signal is calling. The planet is falling. The danger will test you. Gotta make it a super mega force. Gotta make it a super mega win. <laughs> Rangers and residents of Howard County, California, I think. I think California. <laughs> Welcome to the Sentai Truther Club. I'm your host, Grav, and with me is my best friend, Kennedy. How ironic is it that they used to film every season in California and pretend it was somewhere else? Uh, and then now they film every season in New Zealand and pretend it's California. Yeah, it's California wave, baby. <laughs> Surf's up, baby. Uh, super <laughs> mega force. Super what mega a force. season. I'm going to pull back the curtain. All right. Pull back the curtain. Let me go on and mute for this one. Know, let everybody know that we fucked up the recording. It wasn't really our fault. It was technology's fault, but we had to re-record this season review. I feel like my patience might be short. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's bad. And I just no, not at all. Front, uh, I think the worst part is, is that the original like recording was great, but then Craig was like, actually, we're not going to save it. Killer jokes. The funniest jokes we've ever told. I'm just saying that to, you know, make you feel bad for missing it. But <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first episode that we've done or I've done where I'm like, we have some killer ad libs and uh, it just doesn't make it the cut. No. But in this case, it's a season review. So it yeah. was three hours fucking long. So now y'all are just <laughs> going to get a two hour condensed version. Welcome back to the Sentai Truther Club. All so right. Again, <laughs> if we seem a little impatient, a little flustered, it's because of that. Not because of Super Mega Force in particular, which is actually pretty enjoyable. Though yeah. it has some flaws. Yeah. And the way this season starts, we have episode one with Super Mega Force. It was a great episode. We we're pogged off our gourds. We yep. We're anticipating all of it. It was a great, great first episode. Kind of compared it to like Power Rangers RPM. Didn't understand the hate. Uh, episode two is Earth Fights Back. Now, this was the SPD tribute episode, and I think this kind of sort of, this introduced way more forms being shown, and they, I they, liked it a lot. They use a couple different forms of this episode. They also, uh, they go ahead and drop the little secret that, uh, you know, uh, like, this whole what you can morph into using these powers, like which color you could be, is totally unrestricted. Uh, and we see that a lot because over and over again, Emma becomes the RPM Black Ranger and completely wastes people using one of the strongest Power Rangers suits ever made that most humans are unable to handle. Yeah, and it's gender bent. Yeah. So, so it's like a, it's like, it's almost like a very interesting, like, uh, Spider Gwen type moments or something like that, you know? It was very cool to see. There's some very fun stuff here. Um, this isn't like an exceptional episode, but it was enjoyable. We get a little more of the villains here as well. And uh, 
Prince Vakar is meh. Like he has a very blah uh first arc of the I season. I feel like I liked him about ten percent more than Brock, who I found really boring until the very end. Baby a uh, prince who acts like a baby versus generic villain. I don't know. I don't know who wins that one. Yeah, rough rough stuff in some ways. It doesn't Not ruin the, the show. It doesn't no, like dock points like certain villains have in in the past, but No, but it doesn't kind of just it. like yeah, it's just like yeah. a means to an end more so than anything. He does play up the fact that he's like a fucking idiot a bit. Yeah. Like he he breaks the fourth wall quite a bit, which adds to his character. And those episodes are pretty all right uh, with him in it. But for the most part, he's just there. Yep. Oh, I can't beat the Power Rangers this week. We gotta make up a new plan. Wah. Wah. My brother. Wah. Wah. <laughs> he doesn't even really care about his brother. He forgets to mention his brother until like way later. Actually, his brother, at like, some point, he just stops times, mentioning but... Vrak at like Vrax at all. And then he dies, and then Vrak is like Oh shit, my brother's dead. Now I can vie for the throne. Let's insert Megaforce footage. Yeah, it's some Crusader <laughs> shit. These, these two do not have any love for each other in particular. Nah, there's no familial relationship other than the fact that they're X number of chess moves away from the king. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 This episode uh, featured episode? an SPD. Oh, okay. I didn't know if we were going to go into the plot. I'm not going to go fully into it, but I'm just going to mention a couple other things that happen that are relevant because it's a pretty, it's a fairly generic plot. Like they're rebuilding after the attack. They got to fight stuff. There's not a lot going on. The villains. Troy. Are Troy is pretty awesome in this episode. And I'm just going to say, I think Troy is consistently opposite. Uh, con- Troy is consistently awesome throughout the season. They just don't put him on screen as much as they did in the first season. Which might have helped. I don't know. Maybe he went to acting classes in the meantime. Who knows? It all works. <laughs> yeah, so. Troy, Troy definitely worked this season, for sure. Um. Yeah, Troy has some uh, good scenes, especially because he's out looking for Robo Knight still for, like, the first part of this episode. He's like, ah, uh, oh, Robo Knight looks off into the beach. The that kind of resolves with just, like, basically them just being like, well, Robo Knight's gone for now. Maybe one day we'll meet again. Yeah. Next up, we have Blue Saber Saga. This was a great Noah episode. It's it's kind of the message behind it's kind of whatever, but I thought that Noah acted fantastic in this episode. It's not a very complicated episode, but that's not to its detriment overall. I think like the only thing it was lacking was a little bit more specific character motivation from Noah. Like I felt a little bit like, why does Noah want to prove himself this badly? And we never really got a truly satisfying answer to that. I think if we had gotten, like, a really amazing character scene with Noah that, like, answered that question perfectly, then, like, the episode would be, like, a 10 almost. <laughs> yeah, but you know what it does have? So it has a specific final attack 
that I think not all of the Rangers showed. Um, but so only the Blue Ranger has it so far. And Noah throws the keys up in the air for his morpher. And it's all these Blue Ranger keys that are combined, right? So you got Lost Galaxy Blue, which I have no idea why you would do that. You have Magi Ranger Blue or Mystic Force Blue, uh, Samurai Blue, Mega Force Blue, and Ninjor! That shit was so pog, seeing him yeah. throw the keys up in the air with Ninjor there. That shit was so cool. Loved yeah, it's, it. It's very cool. Um, we and need more Ninjor figurines. It's true. Uh, there, there's just some good stuff in this episode in terms of like Noah just like going through a lot of like training. He does the Vegeta thing. Yeah. It worked, it worked <laughs> he looks really well. somberly as the asteroids are falling from the sky and then just starts smashing them one by one going, ah, oh, why can't I be Super Saiyan? Except, you know, it's Noah and he's like, fuck, I need to put 10,000 hours into sword training. Yeah. It's cool. And it plays up. If this was, this would normally be considered filler um, if it wasn't for A, the really cool final strike move um, that does get used again, I believe. And also, like, Noah takes this, like, sword fighting ability with him in the series moving forward. Like, he's like, I can do this now. Like, mm -hmm. I am a fighting, I am a, I am a sword legend. I have combined the morphing grid with my technique. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It also features the debut of the legendary mystic dragon zord, which I'm just going to say it, the zord fights pretty good this this season. They learn from their mistakes. Season. Yeah, they learn from their mistakes in in Megaforce where Megaforce was like go say go say great change up, go say great blah 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 blah. And now it's just like all right, legendary mystic dragon zord, go and a little, uh, little less obtrusive CGI also. You can also tell when they go back to Megaforce footage later on in the season. <laughs> and you go, oh, right. Yeah, I don't right. miss that. Don't miss that. <laughs> um, yeah, the Zord fights are generally more enjoyable. They were kind of meh in Megaforce, and they were one of the things that, like, didn't dock, like, a ton off the score, but, like, definitely, like, maybe took a, you know, a fifth of a point. Yeah. You know, it, it, it definitely detracted a little. Um, here, overall, the Megazord fights are relatively positive. One more thing I wanted to draw attention to about this episode before we move on is there's an incredible scene at the very beginning where uh, Emma comes in to talk to Noah, and he's in the computer lab, like, just, like, doing something on the computer, and she's like, hey, you want to go take photographs of some rare flowers with me? And he's like, nah, I'm gonna keep doing this. She's like... Okay, I guess keep doing whatever you're doing on the computer. And then has the most sublimely, perfectly awkward interaction of trying to get out of the computer lab with all of her camera equipment. It was neither understated nor overstated. It felt like... It felt like unrehearsed somehow. Like it was like actually something that happened to this person. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, I'm phrasing this a specific way when in reality I really mean this type situation. Incredible scene. Incredible fucking scene all the way around. Uh, and then to Noah's credit, he comes out and he's like, actually, you know what? Fuck this computer shit. Let's go outside. 
Let's touch. Yeah, that. Noah really needed a break from the computer too, right? Like that was yeah. just like, hey man, like you've been researching this stuff. Like I understand that there's an alien invasion going on and and the world's kind of fucked right now, but like you also just can't be staring at a screen 16 hours a day and then go to sleep for the other eight. Even if there's an actual honest to goodness alien invasion, you got to have a little self time. Yeah, that's why there's always the episode before the finale where they're just all like Remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just gotta vibe a little. Somewhere. Or you're not gonna have the energy to fight the aliens. Yeah. Speaking of not having the energy to fight the aliens, we get into a Lion's Alliance, which is a Wild Force tribute, and honestly, probably the best we're ever gonna see from Wild Force. And also, like, Wild Force Stronger... Than some of the other forms, because they use this one consistently. They use this one a decent bit, but it's not. They don't use it as a finisher. No, they do use it for the fighting style, though. Yeah, but I tried to pay attention in particular to what they use as finishers, because that really seemed to imply strength. Yeah. So, SPD, the SPD one, Mystic Force, RPM. Those three were all used as finishers more than once. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. makes sense. It feels like whoever was writing this had similar opinions about some of these power rankings. <laughs> <laughs> On the other hand, they only used the Alien Ranger outfit to get away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, Which I guess still, is better I mean, than the Turbo Ranger form. Yeah. They 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 shift into turbo one time and then they're like, oh god, these suits just worse RPM like Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I I like like this episode in particular. They are actively searching for Animaria, and this is where they take the skyship out for a spin. But yeah. while the skyship is out for a spin, I'm like, oh, great. This is going to be some filler fucking content of, like, them posted up on a green screen going, wow, crazy, amazing. Th there was actual character development. Yep. Like, the Rangers yeah. were actively using this downtime to talk about, like, the general state of things and how they felt. They're talking about, you know, like, the war, their emotions, Jake and Gia flirt a little. Like, a lot of things happen, but it's not just like, oh, gee, guys, we're up in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, if, it, if this was Samurai, they would have just spent the whole time being like, isn't it cool being in the sky? With Jaden? With Jaden? <laughs> do you like the sky? And Jaden would be like, no. And then they'd be like, oh. Jaden's having a bad time. We need to land this right now. We got <laughs> We gotta turn this skyship around. <laughs> uh so they get to Animaria and they meet the Red Lion Zord, and they are like trying to communicate with it, and the Red Lion Zord's not having it. And eventually, you know, they gain the trust of the Red Lion Zord. This is when I realized that all the tribute Megazords that feature these Zords is only using the Red Ranger stuff. It doesn't use the rest of the, the Megazord. And when they summon the power-up... 
it's a lot always of the red Megazord. Yeah, it felt like this. There were some missed opportunities here, especially if we're doing a a Wild Force tribute. There were a lot of Zords in that season. The Deer Zord. The Deer Zord. The Wolf Zord. What if? Okay, listen. You know we wouldn't say this unless we had to because Emma's singing episode sucked in a lot of ways. But what if Emma had to sing to the Deer? Come on, it would make sense. Yes, they should have done that this season what i'm saying it would have made sense it would have fit in perfectly that that is the most like that's the campiest power rangers episode right is the deer episode (laughs) it's up there that's like the highest amount of camp because like they were trying to like what was the fucking they were trying to woo a deer and then it turned into a music video halfway in yeah that one's i vote that one for most camp this episode also kind of campy in its presentation, but honestly, the character development kind of made up for it. And the Wild Force action sequences, pretty sick. The Megazord also was pretty cool, even though it was just the Red Lion Zord. Yeah. And yeah, even though they could have done more with it, it was still fun and uh, very cute. Um, yeah. And just like the the whole thing with like, we got to win over the red lion sword. It's wild. It doesn't trust us yet. It was actually like really well done. Yeah, honestly, perfect to a T on Wild Force because only Wild Force would say shit like that about Zords. Next up, we have Samurai Surprise. <clears throat> Shockingly good return of Jaden and Mentor G. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit because it's kind of juxtaposed racism. So, like, the reason why this episode is good is because you never have to linger too far into the details of, like, Jaden is the head of the Sheba clan and, like, all this other shit, right? You never have to wade into those details because all of it's just, like, we need to find the inner power to unlock here. We need a we need a, a Zenkai boost. <laughs> and Jaden's, like... My sword attachment that I used from the previous season. Here you go. And they're all like, oh my god. Jaden thought of everything. He's psychic. (laughs) And Jaden looks in the camera. (laughs) I shit you not. There's a YouTube video where it goes like the Megaforce Rangers uh, meet Jaden Sheba for the first time. And the, the, the fucking, uh, I got a pick of it. The fucking, um, title card for the episode is Jaden looking directly into the camera. (laughs) (laughs) You know what this is. This is the Power Rangers Samurai tribute episode. Let's go. It works, kind of. (laughs) It's not like a 10. It might not even be an 8. Yeah, this is Mentor G's best appearance. Noah and Jake meet him at the at the fucking juice bar or whatever. And they like have a whole thing and then Noah realizes that it's it's Mentor G from the Power of Beams, Power Ranger Samurai. And it kind of feels more like like contextually, right? In the beginning of the show with the alien invasion and all that stuff and like Earth's Defenders never surrendering hard enough to the point of victory and now they have this alien invasion going on and they need as much help as they can. And now you start to see these rangers from the past coming forward, trying to help our current rangers out in the moment. 
and teaching them new powers or how to use the morphing grid in specific ways, you know? So it's you really get that sense here because Mentor G and Jaden weren't really doing anything else. Like they were just fucking around at the dojo. Um, and then they see this going on, they see an alien invasion going on, they grab it onto their motorcycles and they're out. Which is probably the most heroic thing they've done, honestly. This is their best acting uh scenes too. Yeah. It lands weirdly. Yeah, it lands. It's only kind of fucked up by it's probably uh, only a seven at best. Yeah. Uh, it kind of probably is an eight, actually, just because the action sequences go hammer. They morph into the That's Mighty Morphin Power did. Rangers. That's part. It's like, here's the here's Jaden, here's Mentor G, here's a billion fights. Goodbye, Jaden and Mentor G. It was so nice to see you. <laughs> but the fights are cool. Also, they do um as as well as uh you know, having ragged on the turbo suits in a different episode, they sort of rag on the overdrive suits. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A little bit. They're like, they put on the Operation Overdrive suits for a minute, and they're like, that was kind of quaint. <laughs> yeah. They go to overdrive a couple times, but it's never for long. I feel like the Rangers are just, like, experimenting whenever they go into overdrive. Like, maybe it'll work out this time. It's like Never uh, does. It's like uh, when you're playing a, a fighting game where you have three characters that you swap between and one of them is really actually only good at charging the special meter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's basically like, what it is. We're putting on the overdrive suits to charge up the special meter, dog. Okay, take them off. Let's actually use it on a good character. <laughs> yeah, they, they go to like just a bunch of uh, different modes, some of which don't even... <laughs> Um, have never appeared in Power Rangers before. It was just older Sentais. Mm -hmm. And uh, they give it, like, cute names, like Power Ranger Dragon Mode or something like that, and they'll, like, morph into a Sentai that's never been adapted to Power Rangers. Block Mode! It's crazy. Um, yeah. But uh, they do Die Ranger, and mm -hmm. they do Die Ranger, like, twice, and that's when you notice that the first time they do it, that's when you notice that that's the first time that, like, the Rangers switch up the fighting styles when they get into the different suits. I wouldn't say it's the first time you notice, but it's really noticeable. Yeah, like, insanely noticeable. And then you start realizing, it, okay, when they morph into Wild Force, it's not like they're just Mega Force Rangers in Wild Force outfits. It's like, no, they're actually, like, inhibiting the Ranger style. Yeah. That that person had, which is awesome and has amazing implications for the grid. Cool shit it, all the way around. Yeah, it truly um, went in, like, it was envisioned perfectly as being, like, Gosei making a key of, like, the Ranger's imprint on the morphing grid. Yeah. Oh, something else that's interesting is they, uh, this is one of the first times they put on the Space Rangers suits. And they also show that those suits were kind of stronger than we maybe thought, even. C especially because I think In Space is a really hard one to judge the power level of, because it's like the Jesus season. So, like, <laughs> literally, like, the season ends with the death of Jesus, and so, like, how do you judge a power level of a season like that? <laughs> yeah. But they whip out the In Space suits here, and they also whip out the In Space suits during some critical moments yeah 
all the way around. Yeah, Mega Ranger suits are just ugh, still look amazing to this day. Still look great. Th- those are amazing suits. Yeah. Every time they're just like, we'll just go regular Mega Mode. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, honestly, Mega Mode, whenever they do the animation for the regular Mega suit or Mega Force Ranger, that sh- you know the episode's going to be Pog. Because <laughs> that's when you know shit's going down and they're like, all right, it's time to do what I'm best known to fight with. <laughs> Next up, we have Spirit of the Tiger, an amazing episode. Uh, this was the Jungle Fury episode. It sees Casey, who is Jungle Fury Red, being the sort of Mr. Miyagi-type character. Yeah, and it also, this is a great episode for both uh, uh, Jake and Emma. Yes. Who are and- two of the strongest characters in the Megaforce, Super Megaforce arc in a lot of ways. And yeah. they really get to shine here. Oh my god, do they ever. I just, like, I've, I've ragged on Mr. Miyagi spoofs, parodies before about Power Rangers. Whenever they do it, I think it's always in poor taste. This is the only time that it's good. And it's yeah, because they don't have him do mundane shit. Like, Jake and Emma, they, like, Casey's not trying to sell you on, like, oh, if you do, like, 10,000 circles of scrubbing, you're, you're going to improve your martial arts technique. Right. Uh, right? Like, Casey's like, no, I'm going to legitimately teach you how to fight using your spirit animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that so goes so far. The, the main conceit to this episode is that there's this uh, monster that can steal their weapons using this, like, magnet power. And so the rangers get all their weapons stolen, and then this monster is, like, beating their asses. And they're like, fuck, what do we do? Three members, the other three members of the team are like, well, we're going to develop a new weapon that can defeat this guy. And Jake and Emma are like, "Uh, we're going to go meet that mysterious martial arts master, Casey. And get him to teach us how to kick ass without using weapons. Yeah. And so they they take off to go do that. Yeah. And Troy's so there's two different the two different strategies. Troy's of Troy's is just don't let go. And it's like presented as like the Megaforce episode with uh Robo Knight and Noah, where they have the laughing uh the laughing monster and robo knight's like just don't laugh troy does his best robo knight impression and he just goes guys just don't let go it's <laughs> all you have to do and it, it's it's like to the point of parody almost like but like you think that this either. might be a, you think you almost think like troy's like uh the way Troy's delivery, it's almost like a like a you would think it's like a filler comedic episode or something. It's hilarious. It's really funny. Um so Jake and Emma go train with Casey and they tap into their animal spirits. What is Jake's? Now I'm forgetting what Jake's animal spirit was. Snake. Jake's is the snake, and it fits him really well. And then Emma's is the freaking Phoenix. Yeah. And they do a specific martial art style, like, intro. 
Like some shit you would see out of Mortal Kombat where they get into position of their spirit animals. Ready. And then Emma. and then the the spirit animal from the Mega Force Ranger outfit comes out when they go into the pose. It's sick. This was the type of shonen shit that I live for. Also, because of the demon was sucking away or attracting all the metal pieces or whatever um, that the rangers were using, it meant that they had to do hand-to-hand combat. And Jake and Emma learning from Casey those martial arts moves uh, proved to be too powerful for this demon. Yeah. And the, the, the funnier part and about it... proven totally right, because the other Rangers plan absolutely fails, and so then everyone else is like, damn. But well, then it wasn't so bad. Ch- with Ch- Casey again, and Casey's gone. There's never been a Casey in this town. Who are you talking about? Casey doesn't <laughs> even sound like a name to me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, like, Troy's plan worked, because... The next time they met up, they brought out their weapons again. Troy's like, just take out your weapons. Don't worry, guys. We got this. And the monster does the exact same shit of sucking up the weapons, except they do hold on. And the enemy that is like, and they're like, he's like, just hold on. (laughs) And it worked. And and he's like, see, I told you. (laughs) But they just weren't able to beat him in the hand-to-hand martial arts combat shit. But then you have fucking... Uh, two uh, Jungle Fury Rangers out in the mix, and all of a sudden, the power levels are rising. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, we see Casey in, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi spirit form. Yeah. In front of Jake and Emma. And they're like, oh, shit. That's Casey. Guys, look. He's gone. Which completely makes sense because they did that in uh, the actual. They did. They. It is in canon of Power Rangers lore that you can astral project using the morphing grid. Jungle Fury Rangers have done it. Yep. Other Rangers have done it. Yeah. Um, Technically, Zordon does it. Yeah. Next up is a two parter silver lining. This introduces Orion. Hey, this is when the season gets bad. Oh, we know exactly when to dock off points. It's bad. This definitely docks the points. Uh, This two-parter sucks in particular, and the next episode after it sucks, and it's also maybe filler. Power of Six is filler. (laughs) I don't think we've really discussed what might be filler or not yet, but we're going to, as we go, there's going to be a couple episodes we call out that we're probably going to add to the filler guide. Power of Six is one of them. Um, Before that, the silver lining... It's Orion. He's the Silver Megaforce Ranger. He's an alien from a planet who was destroyed by the, the bad aliens already. Yeah, uh, we needed a sixth ranger this season because there needed to be three couples. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so Orion's not the absolute worst ranger ever, but... His introduction mostly sucks, and also he has this problem where he doesn't feel like the same guy in and out of suit at all. That just does not mesh. Yeah, the the best part about Orion is the fact that he was a proletariat. Like, he was yeah. a coal mine worker 
or not a coal mine specifically, a silver mine worker on his planet that was colonized that I guess was like resisting. And the planet just ended up getting destroyed for resisting. And he escaped. And you think it's going to be based and cool, but like that's literally as based as he gets because the rest of his performances suck. It's kind of like the worst parts of Troy went on to Orion. The only good parts of uh, Orion are when he's with Troy. You know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I... Yeah, the the difference between because he's so eccentric acting, right, in the suit, and then the minute you like the minute you dub his voice over it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, because he's very placid. Yeah, he's just more the, like he's kind of like a shittier uh, white rhino ranger. Where like you remember how like white rhino ranger, he's just kind of a chill dude. He just doesn't have a lot, a ton of strong emotions about a lot of things. He's just hanging out, like. Orion feels like that, except unlike White Rhino Ranger, whose guy in the suit is also kind of vibey, uh, this guy in the suit is, like, eccentric as hell. Yeah. Does not mesh at all. Does not mesh at all. It Um, also, his Zord sucks. Or no, no, his Zord Zord is Pog. Yeah, I was about to say, wait, (laughs) his Zord, no, his Zord is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, so... The Q-Rex Megazord, though, that he has is amazing and kind of makes up for that. The only bad part about it is the cockpit. It's still, it's like, instead of one captain wheel, it's two captain wheels, and he's just spinning that shit. And the (laughs) bodysuit actor just doesn't give a fuck. The bodysuit actor is just, like, throwing his hands against the captain's wheel. It's just like, ah! (laughs) You just feel like... They couldn't direct that guy. No. Not at all. (laughs) He was just just wiling, and they were just like, well, that's the take. Yeah. (laughs) How many degrees from Bueno do you think that body's going to be? Probably quite a few, but less than I'd like. (laughs) Deep cut. (laughs) Um... Yeah, we're having, more, <laughs> we're having more fun with this, uh, with this uh, description of these scenes than we did with this ranger, that's for sure. Basically, Orion's introduction, I'm going to just kind of briefly summarize some of the important points. He's stolen an armada ship, which he crashes into Earth, and Gose notices this and is like, hmm, interesting. That part's cool, actually. Like, I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. Yeah, um, it was a good uh, setup. It's a good setup, but then they meet Orion without realizing it. He's working as the why, new why waiter. Do they, why do they meet him without realizing, Kennedy? Why do uh, they meet an alien from a different planet without realizing, Kennedy? Because he just, he's just a really generic-looking white guy. With shaggy hair. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> why? Why? What value does that bring to the team? Especially if they weren't going to be outright with the, like, forthright about the gay relationship that was blossoming. They really should have gone all the way with that because it is clear pretty quickly that Troy and Orion are in love. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> before Orion's, we get ahead of ourselves. Yeah, before we get ahead of ourselves, um, Orion is just dashing around Howard County and just killing people. He's like, fuck, x dead. Right before the Rangers even get there. And the Rangers are all like, oh, man, we can barely keep up with the villains. But this guy, he seems to have it going on. He's the shit. And then he's like, I'm a loner. I'm the last one from my world. And I will be the last one forever. (laughs) The species dies with me. I'm not procreating. (laughs) Um... (laughs) That is my backstory. Now let me give you a five-minute explanation of play-by-play what happens. And I'm going to show you, but I'm going to explain to you while it's being shown on screen. Like, just cut off the audio. Cut off the dubbed audio of him explaining his backstory and just let the fucking scenes play out. And it would have been absolutely Kino. This would have been like Mystic Force-type Kino. That we were talking about here. Yeah, it would have worked. Because um, the it, scenes were well shot. They had well shot scenes. They were mostly fine. They were mostly good. It was mostly just this stupid, terrible monologuing over top. I was there for a whole year. Just surviving off of the resources. <laughs> like, just shit like that. He works at the, uh, the Froyo shop that they're all at. Um, which adds to the character of the shop owner, right? Yeah. Because you know this alien doesn't have a social security card. You know this alien doesn't have a, any sense of identification. Um, doesn't have any superpowers to manifest this shit. He got his powers from a silver ore. He dug up the... <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't even like I would have so oh much preferred just like God. just like the very generic. There's an old man with a box in like the last building that's still standing, and he's like, "Listen, young man, our planet's done for. Take these powers. Just give us some bullshit like that instead of this." He literally just is mining one day, and he just finds this magical rock that's got a morpher in it but but yeah yeah they literally go why does your why does your morpher look different than ours and they just wait hold on there's something more important right now that we have to do like just they do that shit i'm like okay sure whatever it's just it's it's so meh right like he wasn't chosen because of how good he was whereas the rest of the rangers were he just kind of sort of lucked into it and like that's my problem with the power of six because the power of six by the time you get to the power of six he's already a part of the team the power of six is just like oh you're you're now officially a part of the team oh and also jake's jealous because uh Mm. Gia looked at you and like smiled and giggled. And like Jake has to build trust with uh with Orion, but like that doesn't play into anything. Jake already trusts Orion. And Jake already gets jealous whenever Gia looks at someone else. You know, like that was already yeah, sort of no. a thing. There was no reason to like stretch that also, out into a 20 something minute episode. Theme. I'll point yeah. that out too. It's not a it's not like a running theme that like Gia keeps looking at Orion. 
Yeah, Gia's just like... No, it's just like for one minute, Gia's like, Orion's kind of cute, and then she moves on. Yeah, and then she realizes, Orion's gay. Let's take him out shopping. And they do that. They take him out shopping. He gets his Silver Ranger outfit. He has to wear silver. Yeah. It's a pretty fly outfit. It's a really cool outfit, actually. It works. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't... Kennedy, you would wear that. Yeah. <laughs> you would totally rock the shit out of that jacket. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> uh, after The Power of Six is another filler episode. This is The Perfect Storm. Tensu develops amnesia and wanders around town. It's a filler episode. Yeah. Love is in the air. This is this is an episode. This one of the one best of the most complicated episodes from this season. The best is this is like one of the forerunners for best episode of the season, right? Possibly. Just cuz of how funny it is. It's really fucked up, but yes. <laughs> uh a love potion makes Lavira fall in love with Jake. She's like watching the Rangers on a monitor, and this really creepy incel monster is like trying to get her attention because he's like had a crush on her since he was a kid. Literally, that's the plot. It's super creepy. Saban uh, is shitting on Reddit incels, though. Yeah. From that perspective, this episode whips. It it is kind of based in that from that perspective. <laughs> Oh, you're going to love Danger 5, by the way. This is making me realize. <laughs> How do you know if uh, someone's about to die in Danger 5, they act like a sex predator? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Uh, uh, Invidious, this creepy butler, jester, dorko guy, is obsessed with Lavira, And... It doesn't work out. His love potion causes Lavira to fall in love with Jake. And then she's all in love with Jake and Invidious is trying to kill Jake. Jake doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, he ends up trying to give Invidious like a positive pep talk. He's like, hey, you know, maybe work on yourself a little bit. And uh, maybe she'll notice you if you actually like, you know, express your feelings and Brush your teeth. And everybody and goes, yeah, like, Jake. And, and we're all like, yeah, Jake. You know what's up. But also, Jake, you should be expressing your feelings. No. Uh, you got to bottle it up like a real man. <laughs> and just let it torture you for years. But it is good advice. Invidious, though, doesn't really end up taking it, especially because Lavira is basically like, uh, you're my simp. Become a giant monster for me, simp. Yeah, but Lavira also recognizes that she's not like I think the love potion kind of wears off, right? At this point, mm -hmm. because she's all like, "Well, if you want me to get over my love for Jake, then you have to beat the Power Rangers." And he's like, "Yes!" And they supersize him. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> Jake then pulls off the comment of like, "Well, this fucking sucks. I kind of united both enemies against us now." But they kind of, like, just trounce this dude. Like, he ain't shit. Yeah, he's really weak. Yeah. And then uh, Jake, uh, at the end of the episode, after they, like, celebrate their victory, Jake is trying to ask Gia out. 
and, and then Noah everybody like, like everybody gets quiet when this is like happening because they realize like oh shit jake's oh, shit. gonna do it's it going down it's, it's going, going down, down. And Jake's but going, Gia. Noah, Noah runs in and is like, hey, we went viral. We got a million YouTube views in 2015, 16, dude. Let's go. <laughs> you know what, though? It is it's a moment funny. that would happen in high school. It's very funny. Like, yeah. if your friend, it, it's definitely believable, you know? Even in yeah. college, I think, for that era, for sure. Next up, we have United as One. And this is when Emma rises to the S tier rank, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. So like Emma's acting game has vastly improved. She stopped doing the uwu woo voice, and she's just becoming an overall strong character every episode. And she's um, still got that aspect of like, if the rest of the team falls apart, Emma will just make sure that the mission gets finished. Yeah, and in this episode, <laughs> she's like. The actress was like, okay, hear me out. Can I do an acting reel today? <laughs> uh, and also, can we start to reveal to the audience that Orion is gay? Yes. Two birds, one stone. Uh, this episode's well, also a tribute to Power Rangers' Dino Thunder. And it works really well as a tribute to Dino Thunder because, of course, Dino Thunder is, like, the messy bullshit season. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, uh, there's, like, a, quite a bit of, like, romantic tension, drama involved in all of this. And you're like, this is a fitting Dino Thunder episode. And also, I'm way more invested in this plot line of this just one episode Versus the entirety of Dino Thunder. <laughs> so uh, there's this uh, there's this monster that's stealing happiness, and uh, if it steals like your biggest happiness, then it just gets even stronger. Uh, so uh, it's like stealing people's happiness on like the best day of their lives and shit, just ruining people. It's fucked up. That monster ends up, like, fucking up the Megazord and putting it out of commission temporarily. And a bunch of the Rangers get out of commission. And eventually it's basically, like, it's mostly coming down to Emma and Orion. And Emma hatches this plan. <laughs> Emma hatches this incredible plan <laughs> where she's like, well, the monster wants to steal happiness from the happiest people it can. Let's hold a fake wedding. because." You know, people are, that's like the happiest day of people's lives. And ch which I, you know, that's debatable, of course, but it's, it is a happy day for people. So it makes sense. And so there's a really amazing scene where Emma and Orion are at the altar. And Emma's like, come on, you got to like kiss me. And Orion's like, ah, I don't want to. I'm super gay. He doesn't yeah, say the no super gay part, reason. but. No fucking, no one deserved to be treated like, uh, no woman deserves to be treated like Emma did at the altar from a straight First man. First of all, she's done up completely for this whole thing. Like, oh my God, she was beautiful. Yeah, like, like, there's like tons of effort in the hair and makeup and all that stuff. Yeah. Also, Orion reveals he's gay indirectly, and Emma pulls a gun out from under her wedding dress in one of the most incredible scenes in Power Rangers history. Amazing ass scene. Holy shit. 
<laughs> she's ready to blast. Like she had the gun in her leg strap and she just fucking pulled it out. Incredible. Incredible. It was shit. great stuff. Uh they pulled over the villain uh when he was on the road in like cop uniforms and shit. That was like just a good skit in general. <laughs> so much funny stuff, really. Um, yeah. You would think that like Emma would be cringe, but no. She like really does like pull it off and it's very wholesome. This is one of the best episodes for sure from this yeah. season. Definitely in the top. Um, next up is the grass is always greener or bluer, which might also be filler. It's filler. Uh, yeah. This one is basically a means to the end to introduce legendary Ninja Megazord, which, like I've said before, Power Rangers have introduced Zord power-ups just out of nowhere with no pretense. This one saw Noah and Jake switch bodies, but none of them had to contend with different realities. It was just like, oh, Jake, pretend to be Noah for a day. Noah, pretend to be Jake for a day. The episode. Yeah. There's we never got to explore their personal no lives. real interesting story to go with anything. So, yeah. Yeah. It's when it comes story. to Zord power-ups, I'm kind of like more just like, bro... <laughs> send that shit like (laughs) i'm way more just like if it it doesn't have interesting character development i'm just more likely to cut it you know a ranger power up that yeah a ranger power up that gets activated or whatever multiple times that's different just in a sense like that that's inherently sort of a result of a personal development of some kind normally yeah like sometimes you have to like learn something about yourself to get to the, the new zord or whatever that's different yeah, but Zord power-ups, come on. Yeah, Most of the time, it's Gosei being like, Rangers, congratulations! You've worked hard enough to unlock... dun da 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 Yeah. Next up is another episode that's probably filler, In the Driver's Seat. Let's go to Corinth, and let's also shit on Professor Cog and the Grinders again. Yeah, we already did that enough in the Clash of the Samurai movie. Let's do it again. Reason, Professor Cog outlives his master for a long time but only to get humiliated that's right it's not actually his master right so he never ends up in that final form but professor cog sucks corinth we don't see any of the rpm rangers you couldn't give me rpm blue like i would have been happy with rpm blue rpm red i understand but rpm blue rpm black rpm black come on uh what's her name that took more precedence than the 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 other rangers the sister couldn't get her (laughs) we're gonna get her (laughs) yeah it just it just doesn't make any sense like and then the zord doesn't even look the same no the zord doesn't even look the same from rpm and neither did the star neither did the star zord and from ninja storm this episode is ever mentioned again basically so yeah, it's filler. Cut it. It's the filler. whole season jumps up a point, by the way, when you cut these episodes. I'm just letting you know right now, before we even get to the rating score, <laughs> you want to cut these episodes. You do. You definitely do. The RPM episode especially has them in the skyship, you know, against the green screen. Corinth itself isn't even, like, a lively planet. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Just cut it. We already cut the Clash of the Samurai movie, too. So, yeah, just forget about it. RPM ended with RPM. 
Yeah, uh, it was beautiful as it was, and it did not need to fucking be referenced shittily over and over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, next up is All Hail Prince Vicar, which is Prince Vicar's big showdown with the Rangers. Bye, Ryan. Bye. Not yet. Not yet. Almost. Almost? Almost. Uh, Ryan's still oh, here. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, my bad. <laughs> I'll cut this. More my minutes. Bad. No, leave it. I think it's funny. <laughs> Orion, Orion, still here for a minute more. <laughs> <laughs> the clock's about to strike midnight, and then he turns into a pumpkin. <laughs> what is there to say about this episode? Exactly. All Prince, hail Prince Vakar is doomsday. Yeah, it's doomsday. Uh, you have a unique Megazord that the enemy gets that seems all-powerful that the Rangers can't. Uh, confront mm. and it's basically that's kind right. of that's a, what I was forgetting. He does get a cool personal Megazord. He gets a an bit, he gets an Ava. Yeah, it's a little bit Gundam esque in the way it's presented too. It's like he's like they're they're working on it. He's like ah yes, a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> Let's combine Gundam with Neon Genesis Evangelion, the two greatest mecha of all time. Um, it's a pretty dank suit. Uh, it's kind of emblematic of like an imperialist force getting nukes. Read that yeah. into what you will. Sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it feels very much like, oh, a conquering power uh, now has invented nukes. Rangers can't seem to stop it. What's going to happen? And through humanity combined, they endure. Or it's like, it's like when someone, some, some culture is resisting imperialism through one weird trick, but then that weird trick gets figured out. <laughs> like, In this oh, episode... Man, they, they figured out how to ride elephants, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was a hell of a deep cut. Deep wow. cut. <laughs> Um, Emperor Mavro makes his first appearance here, and he's kind of badass. He has a dank suit. Yeah, he looks kind of cool. Uh, he doesn't really look like Rock and Vicar's dad very much, but whatever. Yeah. Which I thought was a bit of a, like, I mean, Rock and Vicar really look alike, so it was like... Uh, yeah. I, it was a bit odd, but not not really like nothing deal breaking there. It was just like I would have liked a villain that sort of built on those same visual themes, but was like more freaky and crazy. Yeah. I'm thinking like I'm thinking like Zed's dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what a uh, disappointment Zed's dad was in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. No kidding. So uh yeah, it's basically just like a long episode with a lot of fighting. They kill Prince Vicar. And at the end of this, they're kind of like, hey, maybe we're kind of winning this war now. Yeah. This is, like the, this is the first, because they're like, they just killed a major military leader. Yeah. Um, this, this is the first for them in this season, basically, to really get like, I mean, not exactly. And no, they like killed him. Like they, they just like but, killed. But, like but it's they, like outwardly yeah. said that they fucking killed him. 
Like, the Rangers have blood on their hands now. And they're victorious. And it's absolutely based. They have successfully resisted an imperialist force. Or at least one fleet. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta start somewhere when you're resisting an imperialist force. So, next up is Vrak is back! It's a two-part episode! Orion goes to Sleepy Time Land and powers up Vrak's Doomsday Machine, which is basically just fracking. Vrak is just fracking the Earth. That's it. Yeah, so Vrak is like, no, I just hate humans. Like, I hate all life here. Yeah, he's like, he's like, at this point, I no longer care about conquering the planet. I'm, I'm just mad, okay? Yeah. This shit has sucked for me. And I want revenge. Yeah. It's not so, good. It's not that great. Um, they go through Power Rangers Megaforce footage because they're like, guys, the Ranger Keys. Vrak, he's so fucking evil. He's, he's like Hitler 2.0. His evilness that he's exuding, you know Zordon's good energy and Gosei's great energy? He's got he's got evil energy and that's turning the ranger keys into stone. So we can't use the super mega mode. If and Troy tell. goes You know what that means? We're just going to have to go ultra. <laughs> if, if you couldn't tell, this is all an excuse to bring back a bunch of mega force shit for a minute. So we have to hide all the Super too Mega late. Force stuff. Came, came too late. Came too late. This should have happened before way Orion. Earlier. Before Orion. And the before problem is Orion you can't entirely. even edit it to make right it be before, like Orion free. Literally, literally put this right before Orion. And boom. Makes so much more sense. Yeah. Yeah. It just it didn't make any sense to me. Um is this filler? No, because it's confirming certain plot threads by the end of it. it. It's not filler because I feel like there are some plot threads that are important here. And I also feel like we deserve, as the viewers who have been through this stuff, to see the end of Rock and Robo Knight. Yeah. Troy gets some good dialogue during... that. That's like the main problem with it, too, is that Troy gets some really good dialogue. Well, and also here. the Robo Knight stuff. We haven't really talked about that yet, but Robo Knight gets turned evil, and it kind of has this uh, like techno optimism theme. Like, you know, can we just fix everything by making perfect machines to fix things for us, or do we have to like maybe stay involved in this process? Turns out robots can get hacked, and if we program them to go do what you must to protect the earth to do what you must to protect profit. Maybe that's actually bad and we shouldn't be using technology like that. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of this, uh, this interview I saw where these people were talking about AI and this one guy is like, uh, estimating like the year that like AI will become sentient. And uh, the other guy's like, yeah, I don't think we could stop it if we wanted to. And it's like, yes, we could. 
No, how, you can't. How, can you say, how could you say we can't stop it? Like, the, we could just turn off our computers. Now, I'm not suggesting we do this. I like computers. But I'm just saying, <laughs> for the sake of argument. We need to make computers dumb again. Honestly, Give me a terminal window. Honestly, the computer I had in the 90s was fine. Give me, give me a, give me a fish prompt. Give me a 300 megabyte storage capacity. Give me an Apple IIe. I'll go hard on Apple Basic. Hey, Let's go. Hey. Remember when Apple was based? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, how times have changed. Um. Yeah, I really do like the sort of Aruto Ja Naito type dichotomy here where he kind of flips it on its head a bit of like Robo Knight being used for evil. Um there is a particular moment between Troy and Robo Knight where Troy's trying to activate humanity within Robo Knight. Essentially like going for the soul approach and it's kind of not working and then like Troy, who's ran out of ranger power against Robo Knight, like goes Kaioken and like unleashes an energy beam that make turns Robo Knight good again. And you know what? Like there was a lot of criticism that I read online on like TV tropes and shit like that about that episode. But honestly, like Power Rangers does dumb shit like that all the time. You have a season called jungle fury where they have spirit animals like this is not that far-fetched no you know um and it kind of worked for troy anyways like the red ranger always gets some absurd power no matter the season so it's just like it's the equivalent of like sort of like a battleizer for me it only happens this episode too which is fine um but i think it's more of a representation of like Troy's belief or his human spirit like coinciding with the morphing grid and turning into like that energy blast, you know? And like he instilled like humanity into Robo Knight again. Yeah, and Robo Knight in turn kind of saves him. So Yeah. Yeah. It all worked out. Yeah. Bye Robo Knight. Bye Robo Knight. Hi Orion, welcome back. Yeah, you, we're back to Super Mega nice Force. Nap. Um uh, Vrak himself, you noticed that we didn't talk too much because outside of wanting to form three drills, he's just like, I'm evil. <laughs> he does get a cool like it, it felt like uh Hakider. Mechanical violator Hakider. His design, his suit design, you could have sworn he was an Angel City. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been cool if you saw, like, the, the Rangers going against them? You just heard the metal clunk sounds? <laughs> that would have been dang no, as fuck. No music. No So many line. scenes. Just so many crazy. scenes in this show could be silent and just fight noises. And it would go hard. This is like, uh, I mean, this is like Super Samurai, but even better. Remember I messaged you about Super Samurai, and I was like, yo, if you just mute Super Samurai and put on some dank music, this is actually yeah. kind of fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, 
Power Rangers <laughs> Superstar Clash. Super. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the monkey's paw curls. <laughs> so, uh, Emperor Mavro is the 18th episode. Um, this is basically kind of like the finale because, of course, what comes after this, there are. It depends on how you want to watch it. You can watch it as two episodes, but you're missing out. Or you can watch the Legendary Battle movie, which, of course, you should do. Uh, rather really? than... Really? I don't know. I mean, if, if you want the conclusion, I, would, I still think you should do that rather than watch the two episodes. I don't know. Maybe I'll go watch them. No, no, no. I agree. I think you should watch the movie if you're going to watch the two episodes. But I am also of the opinion that this could have been the finale. And it this would have been could just have been fine. The finale. And that's actually, this is also where we're going to end our review because we're doing Legendary Battle as a separate episode. Yeah. So if you want extensive coverage of Legendary Battle, we're going to do extensive coverage of that. But that's going to be in the next episode. We're going to bring on a guest for that one. We will yeah. talk about character endings. So you can use your podcast player to skip ahead when we do that. But, um,. Personally, I think we kind of have to talk about some of the character endings here, especially when we tier certain rangers. When we so, tier the rangers, we'll talk a little bit about their character endings, yeah. But uh, otherwise, yeah. we're going to mostly gloss over that, and we're going to end things here, um, which would be fine, honestly. Emperor Mavro is a good episode. So Emperor Mavro shows up. He's bad. He's the father of Frack and Vicar. And he is here to, to conquer, and he's not fucking around. Um, uh, there's a, a huge main plot where the Emperor captures Troy, the Red Ranger, and uh, only Jake is in fighting shape to go try to rescue him. Um, and the Emperor is basically like, surrender or I'm killing the Red Ranger. It's pretty intense. It's like in space. Yeah. 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 It's very much like in space. And the world government had to decide. Like the UN had to come to a resolution uh, within one day on uh, whether or not they were going to fight for Troy or surrender him. No, one hour. Oh, one hour. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and they decide no. But Jake shows up to save the day. <clears throat> and honestly... Jake no, they him. couldn't decide, right? Because that was Troy's point, right? It wasn't that tr that Troy was surrendered. It's just that they couldn't decide in time, which meant that there was, like, a shred of hope left for humanity. No, save. I thought Troy's take on it was more like, yeah, the humans aren't going to surrender. Like, just kill me. It was like Che Guevara shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. You can kill me, but you can't kill the revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Earth's defenders um, will never surrender. Jake shows up at the last minute, causes a big distraction. He pulls some sick moves. He busts out the Mystic Force Green for this because he needs all the power he can get. Yeah. That um, shit was amazing. That's how I knew. I was like, it's confirmed. Like, Mystic Force is the most powerful form of all the Rangers. I don't know about the most, but it has to be top three. Period. I, I, I they pull that they pull that suit off as a finisher so many damn times. True, but they also pull out SPD and just blast people. <laughs> it gets a twenty percent damage boost against aliens. It's a good <laughs> passive. 
<laughs> you just get more racist. That's all. Um, Sorry, species. They gotta fight this guy Damaris a bunch. He's really strong, uh, but they do ultimately beat him. And then uh, the B plot of this episode. <laughs> the B plot of this episode. The Rangers have a the, piggyback race to Ernie's brain freeze. The Rangers go on a piggyback race. Emma goes, hey guys, let's have a piggyback race. And she jumps on Noah's back. And uh, Gia jumps on Jake's back and they ride off. And Orion turns towards Troy with his back and it's just like, huh? You want on? <laughs> and Troy is like, no. And at first you're like, oh, maybe maybe they're not gay for each other. But then Troy's like, actually, let's ditch those guys and get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Troy will fucking just straight up, like, Troy was just like, hey, while those two are having fun, let's go get some tickets together. Troy's like, do you want to hang out with the straight folks all night? <laughs> <laughs> and it's so apparent. Like, they just can't say it. But, like, dog, if you watched it, you would be I'll like, oh, they're gay. I, I was reading somebody else's uh, review Fanfic? of the season, oh. um, like, before we recorded the first time. Uh the, our season review and, and before I'd even seen like the finale and stuff I was just like reading someone's thoughts on like some of the season stuff uh uh and uh uh it was on uh reddit and uh <laughs> they were like yeah is Orion gay are Orion and Troy gay just like this this person that I have never met or spoken to you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, we're not just making shit up. Like, legitimately, there is some tension between those two. And they have a lot of fun together. They have a lot of fun together. So, so Troy and Orion run off. And Troy's like, hey, we're going to buy tickets to a rock concert. And Orion's like, I have no idea what this is. And keeps making rock jokes. Like, <laughs> uh, This is Orion at his peak likability. Yeah. He really... If not for this episode, Orion would be a whole rank lower, probably, when we rank. <laughs> Orion was, like, low-key, Orion, before this episode, was just wooden, didn't really fit in, nothing. And, and then, then this episode... for two episodes. And then Keep he's in mind, like, especially if you use the filler guide... Orion is only in like four episodes or something. Yeah. <laughs> he comes back from like near death and he's like, fuck it. Life's too short. Yeah, you know, while he was in like that liminal coma type space. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the episode, they all go to the rock concert having defeated the enemies for now. Uh, and, uh, you know, Noah and Emma are dancing. Jake and Gia are dancing. And Orion is grinding on Troy. I don't know how else to describe what I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Troy's having fun, too. And Troy's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Back that up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. That's, uh, wait, 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 wait. 
one more important detail. What? You might be wondering, what is this rock concert? Who's playing? Well, wouldn't you know it? It's Antonio. And, uh, what's her name? Mia. Yeah. They're, they're out traveling the country. They, this is what they're doing now. They're touring with their rock band, which, you know, actually good for them. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Alternative. Fun, fun, there is fun, a. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember exactly how that song goes. It's just it's Friday, Friday. Friday. In my head. <laughs> um, I will say there's an alternate Sentai Truther Club timeline where this supposedly takes place the same time as Samurai slash Super Samurai because it's recycled footage. But no. <laughs> no. Let's not do that. No, it is it is clearly recycled footage, but it also is done in a relatively inoffensive way. Although I will say it would have been slightly cool to have like maybe like you know, just something goofy like Antonio and Mia invite the Rangers up on stage to dance and sing with them or something. Come on, like we know what this show is about. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> why couldn't you pay these actors to refilm this scene why you're gonna tell me that these two wouldn't come back they were literally in the last season i mean you know the last not counting megaforce but the last like arc like yeah they're not that far removed from being on the show Mm-hmm. whatever um, i just i i don't know Fun fact is, I think that those two did write that song. That's sweet. Actors, sure, that's probably it. the best I, thing that Antonio some, did. They were given some of the credit, so it was. I I don't know if they helped write it and they had help or what. I don't know. I think that's kind of interesting. Anyway, while we're talking about Antonio, didn't end. Hold on. Yeah. Um So we do have the legendary battle movie. Um, that has happened. Uh, we've already watched it, so we already know the character endings. Uh, of course, Kennedy might recount some of these if it plays into it um, for the Ranger rankings. But uh, before we get into it, I want to talk about Antonio a little bit and just say that Antonio played the wrong season. Antonio should have been the sixth Ranger here, yeah. Orion, the actor for Orion, would have been better suited for Samurai because Orion could have been just as gay for Jaden. Everybody was gay for Jaden. Yeah. And Antonio with Troy? Oh my god. It would have matched the eccentricity that was in the Ranger suits way more. Mm-hmm. Also, what a power couple. Yeah. That would have been amazing. I don't understand why they didn't do that. Um, or, like, they could have had a returning... They could have just had him as, like, a returning Ranger. They've done that before, too. He had to have been a fan favorite of some sort, I'm sure. You would think. <sighs> All right. Ranger rankings. Do, 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 do. Noah. Uh, can we keep this simple? Everyone's an A except for two characters. All right. Who are the two characters that are not an A? Uh, Orion is a B, maybe, or not maybe a B. A Low C. C Low C. <laughs> If you take out the episodes, especially if you take out the episodes for the filler guide, 
Um, not that they play too big of a deal into the character, but you get even less screen time with him. And it's just like, ah, he sucks. But you get less screen time with him, which might be better. So I think he rises from like a D to like the lowest of the lows of C's. Oh my God. <laughs> if purely because of the gay subplot. Low, but he's definitely a C. He's definitely a C. He's not better than Zac Efron from In Space, right? Oh, goodness, no. Yeah, and, like, I rated that guy, like, a C. A mid-C. He's, like, my <laughs> definition of, like, a mid-C. Um, yeah, nah. Doesn't even come close. The lowest of the lows of Cs. Probably my new bar. You have to have at least one good, interesting subplot for to get put in C. Um... <laughs> Oh, what a bar Ooh. that is. Um, Damn. Yeah. Who's your s rank character, Kennedy? Okay, so there is one character that I thought made it to s rank, and that's Emma. Yes! You could have guessed if you were paying attention, but also, I'm going to justify it right now. Emma's one of the strongest Power Rangers that has ever existed, okay? Now... Here's my basis for that argument. First of all, the Megaforce Rangers are generally strong. They're facing one of the Earth's toughest threats, uh, and their their powers are strong. Like we see that over and over. And the Super Megaforce, I mean, like they just literally have like a sword and a gun, and they just blast. Yeah. Like they just destroy. Yeah. Um. So these are high-powered Rangers <clears throat> in general. They're all gonna be highly ranked if we were to rank like the power level of all the rangers we won't by the way don't don't get you don't get excited about that we're not going to power rank all the rangers of all time we'll power um, rank the seasons yeah we might, we'll power rank the seasons also like i've uh, tried to do ranger rankings of like all of the rangers of all of the shit that we saw up to like rpm my brain and starts that, to come out of my ears at a certain yeah. point <laughs> yeah like for some reason, people on Tier Maker put like the Psycho Rangers in there, put like the fucking Zed Rangers in there and shit. I'm like, nah, <laughs> y'all are going, y'all are going way too far with this. Um, Excessive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Emma, one of the strongest Rangers of all time, just by default because of being on the Megaforce team, but also. She's the strongest ranger on this team. And she's also... The like, one with the most emotional intelligence is also the one that lost two parents. Go figure. <laughs> heavy, but here we are. It worked. Um, yeah, it paid off in space. Uh, it paid off overall. Uh, a lot of the best folk character-focused episodes feature Emma. Um... That Casey episode rocked so amazing episode, hard. and Emma's killing it in that episode. Yeah, um, especially when she gets the spirit of the phoenix again. Like you're just like, oh shit, she's yeah. on another level. Like everybody yeah. else is like, yeah, my spirit is like uh, border collie. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, a yeah, snake. That's, that's cool. I'm a non-descriptive snake. Yeah, I'm a snake. That's cool. That's yeah, you're a snake. That's cool. Uh, I'm the phoenix. I'm the <laughs> I'm the bird of fire that is never can never be destroyed. Always rises again, forevermore. Cannot be defeated. <laughs> yeah. Um. Another factor though that's huge, huge and crucial, 
is that Emma can freely wear the RPM black suit and does it a bunch. Why is this important? Because in RPM, it's established that no one can wear the RPM black suit. That uh, they try to have other people wear the RPM black suit and some of them, like, die. Um, and that when they finally find someone who can wear the RPM black suit, it's because he's literally part cyborg. That's what it took for him to wear it. Emma just wears it. Her willpower is that strong. Yes. Like It is quite fucking, amazing. The fucking implications of that in terms of the power levels of a character. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's incredible. Um, and I think the, the, only, the only thing I could say is that she would be, like, at the top of S if she had gotten, like, a Time Force season where Pink Ranger is, like, effectively the leader. Yeah, and really, there was no room for, for her to be the leader. Um, she was good when she split up from Troy. Like, when she led her own B team, um, she did amazing, especially with Jake, and she did it with Gia as well. Mm -hmm. And Emma also is really good poly representation. Uh, <laughs> Gemma <laughs> is in love with everyone. <laughs> Emma is in love she with She might everyone. like Noah a little bit more than the rest, but uh, she definitely shows attention to Jake, to Troy, to Orion, all of them. Gia, she's a very loving person. And it's very sweet. Yeah. And she's a uh, a very good. Uh, honestly, she's a very good role model. Out of she's all the Rangers, Emma is like a great role model. She's a great role model. She's also she's the friend that encourages like the group to like go do stuff. Like let's go outside. Let's go to the juice bar. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. And like, I think that's like a really positive thing for kids to like maybe want to try to like model after in particular. You know. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Be the be the friend that's like coming up with like fun ideas for everyone and like trying to encourage everyone to have a better time. But at the same time, Emma's not pushy. She would never like make you feel bad if you didn't want to do the thing. Yeah, <clears throat> she's very easygoing. You wanted yeah. Emma as a friend. Yeah, you want a friend like that for sure. So that's S tier. Where um, in S tier is she? She's like. Maybe just above Jen for me, funny enough. But like below Kimberly. I think we ranked Kimberly like probably the one of the best, if not near the best Ranger. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think she's just above Jen for me as well. Uh, I Jen got more screen time. But I think by the end, the relationship was too flawed with Wes. Yeah, Jen falls off a bit. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because she's great most of the time. But, yeah. yeah, also anyway. she wore box dreads in the Time Force reunion. That's a little bit questionable. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes private, right? Because she's a bounty hunter. She operates beyond the law in, in, in time. That's kind of a neutral, though. Especially in-universe. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got Jen's morality behind it, so you know she's making certain good decisions. But then you look at the box dreads and you go, eh. <laughs> eh, I don't know. How much do you trust a white woman with box dreads? 
everybody else is A, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about it, but I also don't want to neglect to just kind of mention why for some of them. Uh, Noah, consistently really strong character. He doesn't get to shine a lot, but, like, very believable, likable, enjoyable Blue Ranger. Um, Gia, I think she's a tiny bit overhyped, <laughs> but at the same time, that doesn't really detract. <laughs> I just wanted to say that and mention it. Um, people online are like, Gia, 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 if there's one reason to watch Megaforce, it's for Gia. Gia and I'm like, I, I think you're just horny. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, in terms of like, if you if you aren't just like being horny brained about it, she is good though. Consistent acting. Um, she doesn't really have an episode. This doesn't season. really get to shine. Yeah, that's the thing. Doesn't really get to shine. I will say her relationship with Jake though fairly believable. They needed to go deeper. They needed like, to go deeper, but they, especially, we'll get into this more in the next episode, uh, but it was believable. And so... Yeah. Like, by it, the it, end of yeah. the legendary battle, they've confirmed going out. In fact, yeah. Emma and Noah are kind of confirmed, and then Orion is like... Like, there, there's a part of the movie where Orion passes Troy... Sorry, skip forward. Uh, Orion passes Troy a piece of the ranger suit, right? And like Troy's like, "Thank you so much." I and he Orion's like, "This meant a lot to me." Everyone else he's giving verbal compliments to, but Troy specifically gets a piece of Orion's like suit or whatever. And I'm like, "Dog, this is the biggest confirmation yet." What? Yeah, this is some Achilles Patroclus shit. And then the end, uh, they kind of sort of walk off. But, um, yeah. Um, uh, Troy, I think, G between Gia and Troy, Gia played the team leader as well in certain episodes, which kept her in the A tier. And yes. she was very assertive in battle and in situations that people were in dire need, which helped the scenes. Like, a lot. However, she didn't have a breakaway episode this time around. No. And most of the Jake shit is just her looking at Jake, smiling, and then being like, Jake, come on. Especially, they Jake. drug it out a little too long. At the start of the season, it's hitting, and then by the end of the season, it's like, this was a little slow. This would have, you know what would have been the best time to explore their relationship? In the, the Megaforce episodes. Like, since it's already kind of like a side story anyways, just mm -hmm. fucking put Jake and Gia shit in there. Just make Jake and Gia have to be alone for a bunch of that. And yeah. Like, one of them almost dies or something. You know, whatever. We do get a little bit of that in the Skyship moments. In that one Skyship episode, mm -hmm. the Wild Force episode. We got quite yeah. a bit of that there. That definitely that's helped. so it. early. That's yeah, so early. but then we don't get more of that later on. More of that would have been very welcome. Um, um, Jake's great. He's actually probably closest to S tier of these four that we're talking about right now. In my opinion, he's like the highest A. Yeah. He's really You think he's Xander level A? He's 
he is kind of like a Xander 2.0, but he's maybe just slightly not quite as good. Yeah. Xander was Xander had so much swagger. It's really hard to match up to that. And especially Jake didn't get to like swagger his way through like a bunch of special episodes like Xander did. Yeah. Honestly, I enjoy Jake a lot. Uh, he's definitely high up there. I contest him with Troy, though. Just because Troy was also really good this season. The problem with Troy was, like, Troy got lost. Like, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the first ten episodes, he just fucking, like, dips. And you only see him in ranger form, and he has dubbed over lines. And... In some ways, it helps because it helps bring out the other characters more so than Troy. And then you get to the Silver Ranger arc, and Troy has this um, humanity speech in the classroom again. And he basically says that it wasn't the Rangers that helped rebuild society. It was y'all. And he was calling out to basically the whole class. Yeah. And stuff. And you're like, damn, hella based. Let's fucking go. I think the reason why We're Jake back to is, the USSA. I think the reason why Jake is just barely winning for me though is the that, Levera uh, episode? The Casey episode. Oh, the Casey episode, yeah. He was really good in the Casey episode. And he vibed with Emma really well. Like Emma also and him had a conversation. In that episode, I don't think we talked about it, but Emma and and Jake had a conversation in that at that episode where Emma was like, "You know, Gia knows, right? Like, we don't have to keep this going." And like, Emma invites Jake out to just go hang out <laughs> alone. <laughs> And and Jake's like, oh, is Jake gonna be there? Oh, wait, uh, sorry. No, yeah, yeah, of course I'm gonna go. And she's like, gee, thanks, Jake. And it's kind of like, I know you like Gia, but also I like you too, Jake. And it kind of felt that way the whole episode. <laughs> and it was a nice, like, they they were really well together. You know, even though it was of those, Emma was kind of like, you know, this ain't quite meant to be, but... While we're here, let's enjoy the moment. Again, kind of aiding to the fact that Emma's S tier, but Jake was also really good there. Again, though, hampered by being tied to Gia and not having that relationship further explored. Yeah, he did get a lot of his own moments to shine, though. I mean, he literally is the one to save Troy when everyone else is fucked up in the pseudo finale. Like, yeah. He really, gets, he really gets some love, and, and it works. Like, he's, he's good. He's solid. So, anyway... That's the Ranger rankings. Let's rate this shit and get out of here. You did you rank Troy? Yeah, Troy's also A. Okay, you're not gonna. I'm gonna say that he's he's just below Jake for me. Okay. And that Jake okay. is below Xander and probably some other folks if it was to come down to it. But, <laughs> but he's 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 good though. He's up there. He's yeah. in the upper half of A. And so yeah. is Troy. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we've covered all of them. Season review. I think for me, there's a lot of 
like small to medium flaws that do add up and that can't be overlooked. Um, it's a really good season in a lot of respects, but the acting does not always land at every time. Orion, imperfect. Uh, Ernie's juice bar, still occasionally cringe. There's some other, like, kind of racist stuff that goes on that we didn't really get into. It's pretty mild overall, especially for, like, a Saban-led Power Rangers. <laughs> but, uh, there's some stuff, you know? Uh, I think that that makes it, like, it, it becomes, like, a bit of a tough season to rate because it's, like, you want to give it, like, a decent score, but at the same time, like, you really can't call this anywhere near perfect. Um, no, so it me, does get better with the filler guide, though. I think yeah, the, the filler, filler guide, guide kind of tainted our our views a little bit. The filler guide will definitely help. If, if you haven't watched it yet, you're listening to our review, you're thinking about watching it. Watch it, but watch it with the filler guide for sure. You'll have a better time. Um, with the filler guide especially, it's probably in like that 7.5 to maybe even almost 8 category. But I don't think I can quite give it the 8. Uh, I think it's just a little too sloppy in certain respects. Um, I think especially, like, the Return of Rock stuff, really, some of, like, some of the decisions with things like that make it really hard to give it the 8. Um, that said, though, like, it's eminently watchable. It's a really fun Power Rangers season. It's very classic in a lot of ways. It's very enjoyable. And you should probably watch it. So I don't want to rate it too low either. Because, yes, it has some problems. But, like, it actually is quite good in so many ways. And I really think that the internet has slept on this one. Uh, because, like, people online, they shit on Megaforce and Super Megaforce a lot. Also, like, if you try to find these episodes to watch, they're hard to find. Um, by any means. So, uh, it's just weird to me that this season gets a lot of hate that it doesn't seem to deserve. But is it perfect? No. 7.5. I think I can agree with you on the score. Um, I do think the filler guide, I thought the filler guide bumps it up a whole point. Like, I think with, without it, it's like a 7. With it. It's like an eight. I think what kind of brought that down for me, honestly, and we'll cover this in the next episode, was the movie. Because I felt like episode 18 was a perfectly fine sort of finale. Like, yeah. not all... Life is full of unsolved mysteries. Like, we, you got to understand that, right? For every plot thread that we finish, there's probably like 10 other plot threads that were dropped that we didn't notice. Yeah, or sometimes, I mean, we do notice them, but, you know, yeah. Well, right, that's because we have a fucking podcast that dissects you <laughs> for two hours every week. But, uh, but even then, like, sometimes we notice them and we're like, yep, we don't care that that didn't get finished. Yeah, really? Robo Knight could have stayed dead. Rock could have stayed dead. Um, In fact, uh, I'll say for the record, my favorite part of JoJo is part four, the part where there's so many unanswered questions at the end. I think that sort of thing is fine. It would have been fine here. 
Yeah, honestly, you could probably cut the Vrock shit out and it would be even more pog. The thing is, though, that the Vrock shit does have some good action sequences. Um, and, like, Troy gets some banger lines in there, too. And the Robo Knight stuff. I really feel like you can't skip it because of the Robo Knight stuff. Robo yeah, Knight's the Robo Knight stuff is good. Has an important philosophical ramification to the entire story. Yes. However, Legendary Battle uh, isn't necessarily the best uh, way to end it. Um, and the way they hyped all of this up, and I feel like my expectations might have been higher because of that movie. Because this got a Blu-ray release. Like, this got 44 extra minutes of content. A Blu-ray, a separate Blu-ray release. Which you can't, like, it's not like you can watch this movie as a self-contained movie. Like, you have to watch Super Mega Force or just be like, oh, uh, I liked Power Rangers as a kid. Uh, fuck, uh, I'm at Walmart. Buy some for my kid, I guess. I'll buy them this movie. You know, like, it, it kind of feels like they try to market it in that way, but it's not really meant to be that way. And it reads, it plays out more like an episode with just some fan service involved. And by the end of it, I don't feel that the character development for any of those Rangers necessarily improved a lot outside of, like, the confirmation of certain things, right? The confirmation of, like, or at least the on-screen, even if not vocally said, confirmation of Orion being gay for Troy, uh, Gia going out with Jake, and, you know, kind of sort of Emma and Noah going off, too. You know, like, that, those sorts of, like, end stuff. But, like, it's them just walking out, heading back into the town. You know, like, okay. Okay. So we just spent the last hour and a half to watch six rangers, you know, come by and do some shit. Cool. Um, and I really feel that that brought it back down to where you are. Because when yeah, we originally, I... when we originally recorded this, I was like, the filler guide, with the filler guide, this is an eight. Without it, it's a seven. And now I'm just like, nah, this is like a 7.5. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about the legendary battle as well. I kind of want to save most of my thoughts. But overall, did not really improve my feelings about the season. Yeah, sorry, sorry to shit on everybody's parade about the legendary battle, but um, I mean you'll get you'll get fuller thoughts come the review. That's just a preview. Put it that way. And it's not like garbage. I'll, yeah, I'll it's not this. Clash I'm of the not, Red Samurai. I'm not rating the legendary battle a five or below. That's my spoiler. <laughs> I can't guarantee that. <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. There might be some poggy shit that I, I might just be forgetting. But there was a there were there were a few really poggy things. Especially I'll just spoil the one thing in particular that makes it impossible for me to hate Legendary Battle. Uh who is one of the Rangers that comes back that for a big appearance? It's fucking TJ. Let's go. Oh, I know, I was fogged out. You yeah, can't. for that too. Yeah. But, like, they didn't fucking... Mm, all right. <laughs> yep, okay. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Rangers, thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, 
please make sure to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to them. And as always, you can find Kennedy and I on Twitter. I am at Gravcast and Kennedy is at Kennedy T. Cooper. Stay safe, Rangers, and may the power protect you.